What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blondes Building Equity. This is one that I have been talking with him for a while now about getting on the podcast, and we finally were able to make it happen. The day before 4th of July shows the commitment. A lot of you are on holiday. We're here connecting. So we have someone. He used to be a pilot, which you guys know. I'm a pilot, so that was super intriguing to me. And now he's the executive vice president for Grant Cardone with 24,000 units under management, which wow. I can't even fathom what goes on in your guys' business, what you do on a day-to-day. That is definitely the most units. We've had a lot of big people on the podcast, and that's the most units we've definitely had on the podcast. So I'm very excited to dive in today with Ryan Tesco. Welcome on. Good to be here. It's it's actually Ryan Secco, but you know who's oh. counting? It's all right. <laughs> oh, Secco. Okay. I'm glad I didn't put your last because I would have spelled that wrong. Yeah. So is it, oh, is the, the T silent? T, this T is silent, yes. Yeah. So I'm from Albania, and so the T is silent. It throws everybody off. You should have heard it in school. I mean, they used to call me Tseco and Tseco, and I'd be like, uh, yeah, that's me. So yeah, just say pregnant here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the audience. Well, yeah, so look, number one, I really appreciate you guys, what you're doing. Uh, you guys have built a tremendous audience, and I really think that real estate education has been overlooked for, for far too long. And so with these podcasts and with these different outlets, you know, we're, we're actually really able to help people. Um, you know, as you had mentioned, you know, I was a commercial airline pilot. I've been a pilot since I was 17 years old. I know we were talking before, you know, Jessica, one of the things that I did is, you know, I started really, really young. And so I really didn't have any other options, right? I think people wait too long in life to actually become a pilot and to really, really grip in because I really wanted it as a profession. Um, you have to do it every single day. But look, I mean, the numbers from going from pilot to real estate, I really think that what we're doing and what you guys are doing, helping people understand that real estate is achievable. Uh, you know, uh, uh, real estate can be attained by even me from Chino Hills to becoming a pilot to, you know, managing with Grant, you know, 24,000 plus units. And honestly, guys, I feel like we're just getting started. I know, I know we're going to dive into, you know, some of the rules and regulations and how we're doing it. But I honestly feel like at 24,000 units, we're going to go to 50 and then 50 to 75 and then 75 to 100 because now we live in a time and a place where partnerships are even more important. So, you know, that's me at a high level. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Thank you for having me. So Ryan, how did you transition from being a pilot to getting into real estate? Where was that transition? So actually, when I was 13 years old, my uncle told me, because my uncle was a builder. and So when I moved from Chino to, to Scottsdale, Arizona, my uncle was a builder. And so I've always seen people, because my uncle was an entrepreneur, but I've always watched people take dirt and create art. So real estate from an early age, actually, for me, was a, 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 an art form. Like, my brother was good at drawing Batman and Superman and all that stuff. I wasn't good. Like, like I'm seriously, I call myself a mechanical bull. Uh, I don't get stuff really quick, but when I get it, beware. Like, seriously, <laughs> like, 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 watch out because I really grip into things. The same thing with aviation and flying. But my uncle taught me, hey, look, if you put in the time, if you put in the effort, you can get real estate and you, you make the investment. But when I hit 17 years old, uh, he told me, he's like, son, you don't have any money. And so I realized really quick I could either work with my hands or I could work with my brain. And so we were flying one day because he bought a little Cessna 175. I looked at him. I, I, I'm like, you're telling me that I could actually get paid to fly jets. And I thought about all the cool things like flying a jet. Because when I talk to people about being a pilot, they're like, oh, my God, that is really fascinating. That is really cool. And I saw actually people light up the same way I did. And so I really got hooked into flying in aviation and um, it wasn't until I was, so I was 21 years old, I got hired on at United Express and I flew the CRJ 700, which is a $40 million jet. How did you get um, that job at 21? So I, I did a bunch of interviews, but at the age of 17 and a half years old, I went through a pilot training camp that got me from private all the way to CFII. And I had 750 hours at the time. And so, right, because this is the youngest age that you can be to become a commercial airline pilot. You have to be 21 years old. 23 years old to upgrade a captain and my goal was like okay get my license when i'm 15 15 and a half get my pilot license when i'm 17 17 and a half get uh uh, uh hired on the uh, airlines at 21 upgrade by 23 and so i was able to do all these things because guys all i do is eat sleep and shit whatever i'm doing like that that's all i do like like i just when i go in i go all in and so i got hired on at these airlines and, and i literally i was telling this last guy i had to pitch myself because I was the same question as you, Jessica. I was like, you're going to hire me? I'm still wet behind the ears. 
I'm 21 years old. I mean, I didn't have this good looking beard. I didn't have all this stuff going on for me. I was literally going into the chief pilot's office, talking him into, and this is what I told him. I said, I will work every day. I said, scheduling can call me every single day. I'm five minutes from the base. Like just use and abuse me. And he's like, man, we need more guys like you. Yeah, I got hired on at 23 or 21 years old and I had a great career. But when I hit 25 to bring this back to real estate, when I hit 25, 2008, 2009 uh, happened and I actually bought my first crash pad, which was a single family home. Who told you to buy? Yeah, well, you were well, smart. Well, well, nobody told me to buy. Yeah, no, nobody told me to buy. But I looked at the discount. It was 50% off. I was literally buying a home in Arizona for 50 uh, cents what the previous person bought the home for. And I was like, okay, because I've always been creative. Like, like one thing about genius is curiosity actually is proven to be a genius. And so for me, I just always ask a bunch of questions. I'm like, hey, if this person bought it for 325 and I could buy this house for 125 and get a credit for seven grand from the government, like, let me do it because then I'm a rent. It's a four bedroom. I read in, I rented three rooms out, stayed in one, and I was cash flowing 400 bucks. But I just realized that I couldn't scale that because I didn't want to live with the people. I didn't want to live with roommates. Yeah. And so that's when I got into multifamily. So you immediately went into multifamily. So, and you're still a pilot this time, right? So you haven't quite yet achieved the passive income to quit your job and you started into multifamily. What was that rest of the transition? Yeah, so I was doing both. I was actually still working for the airline. I became a part of the training department. I was still really, really growing exponentially because it's incredible when you go to your leadership and you go to management and you say, hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. It's amazing the promotions that you get. So, I mean, I had an amazing aviation career. I mean, I literally was first officer at 21, uh, captain at 23, Czech airman at 25, uh, part of the training department at 27. I actually worked for the FAA. And then I looked up, I was 30 years old. I had 21 units and because I had 18 days off, right? I built up some seniority where I was flying four days on, four days off, four days on, four days off. In all, all my days off, I was literally going back to Scottsdale and I was working on the four units. I was working on the three units. I was trying to get creative and find more deals. And so I went through that whole real estate growth uh, within about five years. And I looked up and I'm like, God, there's got to be something bigger. There's got to be something better. What's next? Wow. I mean, yeah inspiring for a lot of people right because all of you guys start with normal jobs and you're like how can I make that transition and I think it is like a lot of people make the excuse that you can't find the time and luckily you were blessed with the four days on four days off but those four days that you're on for people who don't know is insane so you can't do anything else but probably fly it's exhausting you fly and sleep so if you guys are working a normal job right now and you're really like I want to get started in real estate carve out that extra time whether that be you're waking up at five and you say I'm gonna do two hours in the morning before I start work or three or you're like when I get off I'm gonna put in or two to three hours and then you build to where you can have that financial freedom and, and quit your job so that's super inspiring so at what point did you say I'm all in at real estate and I'm done with aviation well, that, and that was a transition. And just one note that you just had mentioned too, you know, I always say, you know, if you want to become a pilot, you have to hang out with pilots. Um, if you want to become a real estate professional, whether it's fix and flip, buying your first home, you know, buying multifamily, just get around the people who are doing it. You know, if you have a job right now, um, there's somebody in your local neighborhood or, or area, like, you know, the RIAs. I used to go to the RIAs. Those were really important for me because I met people who were doing deals. And yeah. I was like, man, what are you doing? It's it's a it's a real estate investment association. It's like every every city, like in Scottsdale, they have a RIA that meets. They they meet once a month. But you know, my family wasn't like a real estate family. That's what I want to know. Like I, I didn't come from this silver spoon. You know, people see me in this blue collar T shirt, and you know, I'm a, I'm a great looking guy, and you know, like all this you know great stuff going on. I literally didn't start. I didn't start like this. I, I literally built my way through like, hey, you know, you're a real estate guy. You know, can I ask you a few questions? You know, what are you doing right now? And, oh, hey, you know, can you can, can I work for you for free? My 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 uh, mindset has always been different compared to average. The average person, yeah. to, my, 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 the average person wants to go to work and they want to just work and, you know, have the weekends off. I, I don't want that. Like, I want to help people. I want to do something bigger. I want to do something bigger. Like, I have always told people, I've never worked a day in my life. I've, I've enjoyed every single day of my life. It's just been a blast. 
Wow. I mean, two things that you said that I think are really important for people to take away. Um, one is that you would work for free for someone that has the experience. I think this is something we tell the girls all the time. It's like, if you can, because it's really risky at first and it's scary and there's a lot going on, the best thing that you can do is go add value to someone's business. And by that, it's getting a free education. There's not a college for becoming a real estate mm -hmm. investor. So you've got to do that on your own. You're an entrepreneur now. You have to go out and say, hey, I want to learn from everybody else's mistakes and I want to get on that level. And I, if you go work for someone for free and get a crash course, it is mm -hmm. going to be the best education you'll ever get. And then you can kind of go off on your own. Right. Mm -hmm. So, And you don't even always have to work. You can, always, you can network too and mm -hmm. just ask a bunch of questions. Like you don't actually have to go take on another job. I think just like you said, surrounding yourself with the type of people that are in real estate investing and whenever you have a question, you get to ask them, but you also just get to observe and see like the calls that they're on, the people that they're associated with, the type of properties that they have, and you pick up little bits and pieces and over the years, that's when you take action and start yourself. Yeah, I think this year for Jeff and I was so exponential as well, just because we were real estate agents um, since for the last six years, but then finally diving into the community side, less so than just the investing, you know, we have all of our investments, but the community side of it, where we were like, we're going to go to one meetup a month. We're going to go to four conferences here. We're going to do our weekly podcast. The exponential growth that we've experienced and knowledge in the past year of diving into the communities has been, I mean, unparalleled. Right. I can't mm -hmm. even describe compared to our other, you know, six years of just bopping right. around and we're real estate investors, but we weren't all in on the community because it's like every conversation we have even with you today I know I'm going to walk away with some knowledge that I didn't have and just doing an hour podcast with you so anybody if you're listening to a podcast or mm -hmm. just go to your community um we just we always go like we look on LA meetups there's a meetup every month every two weeks especially in LA but I'm sure yeah. in your community as well so make sure you guys are going to those yeah like on Facebook oh yeah so, so go ahead Jessica sorry about that Oh, no, I was just saying on Facebook is a good place to check. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Kelsey, to your point, though, you know, I think I think real estate, a lot of people feel like they have to do it themselves. And, um, you know, these meetups, why, we're, why, why I'm saying these meetups are so important is because, you know, I wasn't um, – so so I, I, I'm really good at real estate. Like now I'm really good. Like I understand, you know, the, the deal and the underwriting, and, and that takes time, though. Um, but when I first got started out, you know, when I started underwriting a lot of deals, it wasn't like a strength for me. Like it wasn't like, you know, the contracts weren't a strength for me. Like I actually, you know, I don't, I, I'm a deal guy and, and I like going out there and finding deals. And so the meetups were really important because I found people who were stronger at, you know, contracts. I found people who were stronger at rehabs. I found people like partnerships are really overlooked And this right here. Like, like us three, like this is actually a partnership. You know, you're giving me your time, and I'm giving you my time, and at the end, we're actually going to do something bigger because that's the way life works. Right. Life yeah. works bigger as partners and smaller as 100% owners. So I was wondering, how did you get start to get associated with Grant Cardone and that community of people? Yeah, so what we were talking about before is, you know, like like I wanted to surround myself with the best people in the world. I, 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 I shit you not, like literally I used to write down in my goals that I wanted to be around the top echelon, the top people, the movers and the shakers in the world. I literally used to write that down every single day. And I found Grant, I found, I found Grant on YouTube. And I was literally, because again, I'm like, I'm like, okay, who's doing what? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And I heard him on a, uh, on a podcast like this. And he said, uh, he was actually looking to buy a jet, an airplane, a, a private jet, his first one. And he had 2,500 units at the time. So he had 2,500 multifamily units, but he had these other businesses, but he was buying an airplane. And I thought to myself, I was like, man, you know, the ultimate value add would be I would go work with him and fly his airplane and then work into the real estate. And then because, you know, because we're, we're, we're together every single day. And that was my vision. That wasn't his. Um, <laughs> and and, and so I literally, I called, I called his office and I said, you know, I would love to do an interview and, and come and add value and, and figure out how to work with Grant. And they're like, well, literally, I swear to you, like his front desk lady is like, well, you're already an airline pilot. You already have real estate. Like, why, why would you want to come work with Grant? He doesn't even have an airplane yet. And I, and I, and I asked myself, I'm like, they clearly, the front desk lady clearly does not see what I see in Grant. And I said, I want to be there. Because at the time he had probably, I don't know, 10, 15 employees in Miami. Now, now we have 
700 employees. We've literally gone from like probably less than 10 to 700 because I heard, you know, it's like, it's like when you hear something, you could hear the truth from miles away, right? And so I literally took on a jump seat pass. I flew to Miami the next day. I met with Jared and Sherry. And they're like, well, we don't have an airplane yet. And, and we have a sales role. But if you want to come work with us, I said, I'll be here in two weeks. And so I literally, I took the job as a sales guy. And I met Grant's wife, Elena, which is Women in Power, Elena Cardone, you know, building the empire. And I met her on day one and I said, look, I said, Grant probably doesn't know this, but I've been flying airplanes for the last uh, 13 years. I've got almost, you know, I, at the time, I think I had like, you know, 9,000 hours. Uh, I love real estate. I've got smaller units, but I, and I also like helping people. And she's like, oh my God, Grant needs to understand this and know this. And so literally two weeks later, when Grant bought and closed on his first airplane, which was the Gulfstream G200, uh, he pulled me in his office and he said, hey, look, if I train you to be my pilot, will you give me a three-year commitment? I said, yeah, I'll give you five. I said, I'll give you 10 if you want it. And I said, where do I sign? And so I literally signed this agreement. And uh, I was in training for the Gulfstream G200 in Dallas two weeks later. I was type rated four weeks later. And I became his lead captain for the Gulfstream G200. And, you know, I've been with them now for nine years. Uh, I always tell people, like, every day, you know, because when you fly the airplane, it's the ultimate value add. And then when you're flying places, you're typically looking at real estate. And so him and I for like, you know, four years, and that goes back to your thing, Kelsey, as far as the transition, I didn't go from a commercial airline pilot to, you know, helping Grant run as EVP of Cardinal Capital. There's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of grinding. You know, I've looked right. at tens and 20 and 30,000 units with Grant, like right by his side. I've underwritten tens of thousands of deals. So, you know, that was really the transition. It was, it was nine years, the transition from, being a pilot to, to, you know, managing the fleet of, you know, we had a, a, a airplane and we had two helicopters and, you know, I really, I really always ask myself, you know, Hey, how, how can I get more responsibility? How can I take on more? And, um, he loves it. I love it. And, you know, here I sit. Yeah. I think it's just showing up as the person that you are and being around those people. And obviously Grant can see your value add because you've continued to show up, whether it's a pilot, whether it's um, just accompanying him, looking at different deals. You don't right away need to be the best at anything. You just need to show your work ethic. You're willing to show up. You're willing to learn. And that's who any of us wants to work for us is someone that's willing to show up and learn every single day. Yeah. And find your value add. You know, I think we all have those people that we would love to work with that we look up to. And so it's like, okay, you wrote it down and you were like, I, you knew you wanted to work for Grant Cardone. You knew what it was going to scale to. And I think anybody who has a large mindset probably feels, can relate to that in so much like, wow, if I could work with that person, it can expand my growth so much. And you're like, what's my value add? You're like, yeah. I'm a pilot. This is what I do. And I think we all have a value add. Yeah. And I think doing that soul searching and realizing, What's my added value where I'm not coming to this person asking for help or for yep. this, I'm adding value. And then in return, they're going to, you know, pull you up with them. And then you guys are just now going, going, going. Right. So did it start? So you guys are flying places. So you would fly, right? And yep. then you would get off the airplane and go straight into real estate mode. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm in real estate mode 24 seven. I mean, it's like, okay. it's, it's, the running the deals yeah 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 again again I'm a, I'm a deal junkie and so is grant and that's why we've always hit it off uh and then we've really just built a great team so you know we would go and fly to you know houston or uh, austin and uh, you know we would look at thousands of of, of units and um you know we always have another pilot because you know my the last airplane i was type rated and it was actually the g550 so it was the Gulfstream, beautiful airplane um and so we would fly and i would had a really strong co-captain because in, in corporate, it's a little bit different than in the commercial airlines. You know, in co corporate, you have a captain and a co-captain. So you have the lead and then, but the other guy is really strong. And so we just really worked it great where, you know, even when I was flying, it, it was about year three and year four where, you know, Grant had come to me and he's like, you know, you're, you're worth more um, helping me run this company and building the team than you are as just a pilot. And I, and, and I don't want that to come across as like just a pilot because, man, pilots are, you know, we, we put our lives, you know, in the hands of the pilots every single day. But what, I'm, what I mean by that, let me clarify, what I meant by that was, you know, as a pilot, I go and trade my time for money. And yeah. it's, a very, it's a very specialized position, but there is a cap to it, right? Like, like you know, if, if, if you made 150, 250, 300 grand a year, maybe even 350, depending on the market, that's a lot of money. 
Now, in, in real estate, when you take your money that you work really hard for and you invest it, there's no cap. And so, you know, the transition was like, okay, you could add more value to finding deals, getting the deals funded, um, you know, helping keep the deal moving along and then growing and scaling. That's what I mean by that. So, yeah, in year three and year four, that's when – and, and I was doing both for, you know, two years, about two years. Now all I do is just fully, you know, my thing is build Cardone Capital, growth mode, raise capital. You know, we have 22 funds that we've raised one point. Uh, Jessica, this is crazy. We've raised 1.1, uh, over $1.1 billion from retail investors. Via um, social media, Grant has 16 million plus followers on social media. But what we've done is deal by deal, 300 units, 400 units by 400 units. Uh, we've gone 20, we're at, we're at 12. So it's crazy the, the numbers, but we've raised $1.1 billion plus straight to retail investors from podcast and uh, uh, social media and, and really just as a team um, banding together and going out and finding really great deals. And so I know you guys have a different strategy that you guys employ. A lot of syndicators or people who raise capital or, or things like that, um, one, they do with accredited investors. Um, so that's one thing I know that you guys typically do a little bit different. And two is they buy, you know, more BC class assets and they do a nice burr at the end of the ad value. So walk me through kind of what you guys do at, at Cardone Capital that kind of is different. You guys buy A class, am I right? Yeah, so we buy A-class, but really if you look at like the, the, the quality of the asset, um, it, it started to change, you know, call it five years ago, six years ago, where, where you were paying the same yield going in yield for an A and a B. People just, you know, the execution risk, they thought, hey, there was some more upside if you go out and, you know, uh, redo the units and redo the floors and, you know, add value. The, what we looked at is we're like, okay, we can buy a brand new core asset in a great market in a great location for relatively the same yield up front. And so for us, we're like, okay, not only do we get the same yield, but we also get better debt, and then we can hold them for – because our fund term is 10 years. So really, we just looked at it from a simple standpoint, like, hey, how can we really scale? Like right now, for example, I've got three deals that I'm doing this value add, but one's in – do you know where Boca Raton is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we bought 235 units in Boca Raton. This is just an example. The reason why we did this value add model on this is because the rents were two grand. And now, after I spend twenty four thousand per unit, my rent's three grand. And so, if people look at like this value add component, number one, it's a lot of work. Like yeah. your team has to be bigger. You know, when you guys are you guys doing a lot of um, multifamily or single family? What do you, what do you guys uh, specialize in? We do luxury single family, but now I'm buying my first multifamily in Arizona. Oh, nice! What market? With partners. Um, it's in Tuscan, Arizona. Okay, awesome. Um, so when you do like a value add strategy, your team just has to be bigger. And so we, we simply looked at it and said, Hey, if I'm going to get a better asset with better debt, with less execution risk, and we can scale it a lot quicker. Cause look, people like, people like really nice deals. And we actually felt like the market, um, we're moving to a renter's nation and our properties. What's that? Oh, I just said nobody can afford it so expensive for like the average price that people make every year. It's crazy. Like, like people, especially with interest rates where they are, people can't go out and afford a home. And so yeah. when we, when we started looking at these deals, we're like, okay, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Orlando, uh, Naples, Fort Myers. Cause that's where a lot of our properties are actually added in Florida. We just said, Hey, look, what do people want? And so they want a really nice swimming pool. They want really nice units. And so, you know, that has been our model and it's turned out to be, you know, really successful because the migration and we were doing this before COVID. And so we yeah. were doing it before COVID, during COVID, after COVID, like our model, our strategy, it just never changes. We want to be the best. I mean, look, I, you know, Grant wrote the book, the 10 X rule. Everything is 10 X with Grant. Like he wants customer service. He wants the assets. He wants like the operation just really running of service. And as you guys can see from my approach, like I want to be a man of service. And so I want the whole team to have that. And we just found with these better assets, we, we can scale a lot quicker. So the model's been great. The investors really like the asset class. And, yeah. um, you know, it's can been I, good. 10X though, isn't the risk 10X too? Is that something that you guys have had to deal with? As far Say that again, the risk? The risk. So when you're trying to 10X your profit, isn't as well the risk 10x like well if so, you're high if something yeah. goes 
wrong, isn't it? Aren't you susceptible to losing 10x as well? Well, when I when I yeah when I say 10x, I just really mean as far as like the team, you know, like like you guys can see like my personality and my energy, like it's all about 10x. 10x 10x wasn't meant for like hey let's 10x the risk on the investments. The 10x was really just the brand. Like we have uh, all of our properties are branded 10x living. Um, I, I would actually say you know with with the assets that we're currently buying right now, we have been buying for the entire term. Uh, our competitors are the biggest institutions. And so, you know, our average investment, we go in at, you know, call it four, five, 6% cash flow. Our targets, you know, 14, 15, 16, including the sell. But I would actually say that, that, you know, Grant's ultra conservative when it comes to investing. The 10X is more like, hey, let's make people feel good. Let's give them what they want. Let's do all that. It has nothing to do with our strategy. Our, our strategy is actually really boring. Like our, 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 you know, like we'll go and buy a deal, put conservative financing and leverage, you know, raise the, the, the equity from the investors and we'll hold it for 10 years. A lot of these guys where they're trying to 10X their returns in like two and three years, that's actually where you tend time. Because guys, you, I, I think you would agree, like in real estate, time is everything. And so the longer you hold the deal, I don't know if you guys would agree with this or not. You guys can tell me in 30 years, like I'm in New York City, whether it's in Florida or New York, I think in 30 years, real estate, inflation aside, is going to be worth more money. Would you guys agree yeah. with that? Yeah. And so that's why that's why we always set, Jessica, that's why we always set up our funds for 10 years because we didn't want to buy a value add deal, have a timer of two and three years and get caught by interest rates which are right in our face right now and so again and then, we have a lot yeah if you're not doing value add just because i'm not like super familiar on this if you're not doing value add you're basically just buying an apartment complex from another institution or for, from whoever owns it right so most of the time if it's a good deal why are they selling it great question and it's a good deal yeah yeah so great question so a lot of these builders, they're called merchant builders. And what that means is that they actually build to sell. And so their model is set up, Jessica, it's crazy. Like I, I asked the same thing. Their model is set up where they build it, they sell it because they get what's called a preferred return uh, and a, also a promote. Because the longer they hold this deal, the more they call it the promote burns. Like they have to pay, they have to pay their partner. And so they, they actually build it, lease it up, and they sell it so they can get their million, two million, five million, ten million dollars, and then go and do another deal. The, 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 the original paperwork wasn't set up for them to hold it in most cases. Right. Okay. And so for your investors, so obviously you guys have raised a massive amount of capital, and that's the reason you guys have been able to scale so much, which is incredible, and utilizing social media, which we can really understand and value. But my question is, so when you guys are pitching to your investors, obviously, yeah, it's nothing sexy. They're not going to – sometimes when you sell the world, obviously, everybody's interested. So how do you really – What's your sell to investors? What are they going to look at? It's over a 10 year period. What's their rate of return? Are they going to get, what's the IRR? Like what is an investor looking at when they invest with you? Well, well the, the biggest thing is, is you guys grow in scale. You guys can probably agree with this. Like people, when it comes to real estate, there's actually work that has to be done. And, yeah. and you, you know, you have to find the deal, you have to fund the deal, you have to get really great debt on the deal. And then you also have to, you have to have a team to manage the properties. Yeah. And so one of our biggest value adds whether you're raising money or your Cardone Capital or your whoever, is that you're actually providing the marketplace with great deals. Yeah. And, 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 and I always say this too, because before I even get into the returns with the investors, is it's like, let me show you 400 units in Boca Raton. Tell me, do you even like this deal? Because if you like this deal, like the location, like the way it looks, and you're good holding it for 10 years, then the returns will follow. One of the things that Jessica had mentioned was, you know, hey, if it's not a value add, how do you get the rent increases? Believe it or not, what we found in Florida over the last three and four years was that the nicer, newer properties, we were increasing rents by 10, 15, 20, 30% without doing anything because of all the migration and all the people moving in from all the other states. And so we actually found we actually found greater value in these nicer core assets. So I really don't get it. Like as far as the investors go, I really just say, hey, look, number one, do you want to invest in real estate? Number two, do you like this deal? And then number three, here's our model. Like we want people. We, we've done things a little bit different 
uh, Kenzie and Jessica, because we don't like this isn't a hard sell. You know, we literally like if you guys go look on our website, Cardone Capital, it's literally um, beautiful assets, 300 units, 400 units, um, great locations. And people want that. Number one, for the cash flow. Number two, for the long term appreciation. Three for the leverage. Bank of America, they're going to give us a loan on this deal. If you go and want their stock, go and buy their stock, they're not going to give you leverage on these deals. They're going to give you a 65, 70 percent leverage. And then four is the tax benefits. So I literally have guys calling me in December or in November saying, "Hey, do you have bonus depreciation on your deals?" Because the way we set up the majority of our funds is that all of the benefits directly roll through to the investors. And so that's right, what right. we're for. Yeah. I'm luckily a licensed real estate professional. So with my social media money, now I'm investing into multifamily for the depreciation. But if somebody's not a licensed real estate professional, how do they take advantage of the bonus depreciation? So as long as you're a real estate professional, and in full disclosure, like I'm not a CPA, I'm not an advisor. Uh, what I do, since I'm a real estate professional, uh, it, it, one of one of the the pieces is you can be a real estate agent, right? But honestly, yeah. if you're if if your full time deal is going out looking at deals, finding deals, funding deals, putting deals together, you're a full time real estate professional. And um, if you have a business, and maybe your wife's a real estate professional, that's always nice to combine the two as well. But you're yeah. right. So so you're so you're right. So so as far as the bonus depreciation, capital right now is that like I I can take advantage of the bonus depreciation. But when I'm going to my girlfriend who has millions of followers, she has a couple of millions. She's like, I want to invest in real estate. How do I get her the same tax advantage? She's got to spend. You know, I mean, the IRS rule is you got to spend fifty percent or more of your time in real estate, and or you got to spend seven hundred fifty hours per year. So she yeah. either has to marry somebody who is a real estate professional or make. make That's what make, I tell. Guys. I was uh, like, well, all the guys I'm raising capital from, I was like, tell your wife yeah. to go get on that real estate professional game. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Or, or she's just got to, or, or he or she has to spend more time in real estate. Yeah. So there's no other way for them to get um, the depreciation benefits unless they're a real estate professional? So you get it regardless, but it's offset. So so here's the thing that people need to understand. So 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 for example, say I go and buy a complex and it provides cash flow. I could use the depreciation regardless if I'm a real estate pro or not. I could use the depreciation to offset the the income from the deal. It's just yeah. taking it's just taking the um, we do a thing called cost segregation study where we go in there and we're able to accelerate and get the bonus depreciation in year one. And if you're a real estate professional, you could actually use that to offset your other stuff. Whereas if you're not a real estate pro, you can still get the depreciation. It just offsets the cash flow, the income coming from the deal. So how do you do that as well? Because I'm not, uh, if I'm not a managing partner or if I'm not, um, then even my CPA at that point, who all he does is real estate. He's like, you have to go find deals where you are for the sole owner of that unit to be able to then also go invest. So say I want to give you a million dollars. I would still have to go buy, buy my own real estate. And that makes me a landlord real estate owner. And then I can offset my entire earned income. It's oh, so complicated. Right. It's super intense. But when you're saving taxes, it's worth it. I mean, I'm so to Puerto Rico to save taxes. I have to, buy, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So I'm going to buy an Airbnb and then I invest the right. rest of my money in syndications and, as an right. LP. Okay. And, and Jessica and, and, and Kinsey, so I, I, you know, when I was studying Grant, this was one of the pieces that had always come back to me where I was like, man, when you can figure out the tax game in the real estate game, it almost to me felt like it was illegal because yeah. when you become a real estate professional, and you're getting the bonus depreciation, you're like, okay, how does this happen? Because I think high level people need to understand that the first and foremost, like you need to invest in real estate because you got a good deal. The, the, the other pieces are just the bonuses, but you, you, you have to find a great deal. Like I, I always tell guys, I wouldn't invest in real estate just for the depreciation because when you sell it, you do have to recapture it. Um, but if you never sell it and you refinance it, then you don't have to recapture it. And it's what we call the exit, no exit. Because the other crazy thing is when you go and refinance a property, you actually don't pay taxes on more debt. So like I yeah. – and I encourage everybody, you know, don't, don't get so caught up in the books and like what they're saying. You just got to go out there and, and, and find a great deal, figure out how to use these taxes to benefit your current situation, and get around a lot of really smart people to walk you through it because people are like, well, how does that work and how does this – like you got to make money. 
you got to invest it and then you got to figure out the tax game. Yeah, we actually, the person that inspired us to become real estate investors, we met, um, we were his agent on one of his condos that he owns and he owns like 4 billion in real estate. Nobody knows who this guy is. One of the most low key. Cause you know, it was like real estate influencer is a new thing. Most of these people who have incredible wealth like that. Nobody knows who they are. Um, and it was just like fully understanding. He was like, I don't have, and he was like, no, I don't make any money. Like he was like, my money is in my properties. I refi everything out and I borrow against, I never sell and I never pay taxes. So we're like, how do you live in California? And you're a billionaire. And he was like, I don't pay taxes. <laughs> we're like that for us was like the most game changing thing in the world. We're 20 years old. Like we want to be real estate investors. <laughs> For your investors, say they're like, okay, I want to, you know, I want some depreciation. I'm going to give you a million dollars. You guys are planning to hold that million though for a year before a refi or before 10 years before a refi. So it's still locked up money. That's right. Yeah. So all of our funds are 10 years and we always tell investors, you know, you know, we're not looking for the fix and flip. You know, our, our, our company Cardinal Capital is really built for the long term, and, and, and cause, cause what we also found is that if you can get 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, 30,000 units, what happens is you actually are able to bundle them up as well and create more value from the first to the last one because whether you're selling them to BlackRock, Blackstone, Starwood, whoever it may be, they're willing to pay more for a portfolio. So again, going back to the conservatism of real estate, we always tell the investors, hey, look, whether you're investing a million or five million or 10 million, I've got guys coming in for 17 plus million dollars, right? Because they see the quality of the asset. It's, it's big enough for multiple people. Uh, we're just like, look, get like like let's just plan to hold this deal for 10 years maybe longer maybe shorter but let's just look for the let's just look for the score let's look for the let's look for the perfect exit right okay so this is something that also maybe i don't know how there's some controversy with grant cardone i think because he's doing something at such a big scale there's always yep. controversy we're talking so especially right now what are some risks or what are some hardships that you guys have faced or in your company yeah. Well, well, I mean, look, you know, we, whenever, whenever you're uh, big on social media, whenever you're a giant, I always tell people, you know, you're always going to have lovers and you're going to have haters. Uh, the haters actually fuel what we're doing. You know, I think overarchingly, you know, what Grant and myself and Cardone Capital and our companies are doing is we're helping a lot of people. And so we, we just know like we're doing the right thing. And I actually encourage people like if you if people are talking about you, if you're doing the right thing and they're saying you're doing the wrong thing, just know you're doing the right thing and you just have to push through everything. It's like an airplane, right? When an airplane yeah. stumbles, all you do is push forward. If you get smacked in the face with something, you just push forward. Like like that's what we're actually made like Grant is really a like like Grant's really uh, incredible. It's 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 um social media is great. But you also have to take it with like, okay, you're going to have people who really are, are sold on what you're doing. And then there's always people who are going to try to tear you down. But you, you can't listen. You, you, can't, you can't listen to that because if you know that real estate is, is, is the right vehicle for you and for your investors, then nobody's going to stop you. Right. And you guys haven't, I mean, just because that's very normal, you know, in, I mean, you guys are so far into your business, but I think it's very normal to lose money on deals at some point in your career. Have you guys faced really big hardships or have you all been able to kind of navigate safely for your investors? Well, look, I mean, the, 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 going back to what I was telling Jessica earlier, as far as timing goes, uh, we haven't lost any money on our Cardinal Capital deals uh, ever. And the reason why is because we're able to hold them for 10 years. Uh, I would hate to be a seller right now of real estate on these really bigger, on, on these really big assets, you know, with interest rates going up, values have gone down, but if you have enough time, again, it's, it's about timing. And so if anybody, yeah. if anybody's listening and they're like, oh, I want to start a fund or I want to you know, invest more, or I want to do this, just make sure that you are aligned with the partnership, that you have enough time to work through any road bumps that come in the economy, that come in the Fed, come in bigger policy, all of the above. So okay. do you look at like maybe like on an ROI of your investment, if you give you a million dollars, what if like a 6% return, 8% return, what do you kind of, you don't promise anything to your investors, right? Yeah, yeah right Right now averages, you know, between five and 6%. Our, our target year one on a nice newer deal is between four and 6%. And then as the okay. rents go up, as, as the years go on and the rents go up, we increase that. And then when we sell the property, that's where we target, you know, the 13, the 14, the 15, the 16%. Some deals have done better. Some deals are 14, 15% total return, but those are our targets. And look, we're very clear. Like 
people need to understand there is risk involved when you invest in real estate for sure. Yeah. But if you if you if but if you buy a great deal and you're able to hold on to it for a long period of time, uh, overarchingly you're going to be great. It's just where you find you know I, I never I never understood why people wanted to do two years and three years and four years and five years. I do understand it because they want to get paid immediately, and so do the investors. But I never understood it from a long-term wealth creation. I understood it from a get-rich standpoint, but not a long-term wealth creation. Because as all three of us are talking right now, the wealth is really created by buying an asset. Once you buy the asset, you already know it's great. Why do you want to sell it? If you could hold on to it and then do the exit, no exit in year seven, eight, nine, and refinance, pull the money out and still keep it, you actually don't pay tax again on the refinance because the, the IRS, can, it, it's debt and they don't charge uh, uh, taxes on debt, on new debt to the deal. So again, it's just yeah. all, it's all about timing. It's all about you know what are you setting the expectations for for your investors? How long do you want to keep these assets? And when you're going out there and finding a great asset, just make sure it's a great asset. Wow, yeah, actually, this is amazing. I'm learning a lot about you guys in general. I think because I mean I've, I've experienced so much hate on social media. I think we both have. It's it comes to the territory. I love it now at this point in my career. I'm like people are talking like it's good, right? Um, He's made a you know a wave and listening to your guys' strategy because I mean we have had the top people um, on the podcast and every we hear everybody's strategy is so different and I I really believe you guys really because a lot of people promise the world they're they say you know we're gonna give you eight to ten percent annually and we're gonna do a two x at the end of year three and we're gonna sell the building blah 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 it's like because they want to raise capital they have to promise the world versus Grant right. Cardone has made such a presence that he's like. If you want to give me your money, you don't have to, but it's a 5% return versus these other guys are saying, I'm going to give you 9% because they need your money to make the deal happen versus Grant has built such an empire that he's not begging you for money anymore. And he's like, this is what is realistic. This is what we can get you. So I actually feel like it's a safer than what I was expecting to kind of. Well, and we, and, and we invest in all of our deals too. So, so, so whether we raised money, like we're going to go out and buy this deal. That, that's the biggest difference. Uh, between us and a lot of the other, these other syndicators is that we actually have Grant's money, his balance sheet, and we'll go out and buy a $100 million deal, put the money to buy it, and if people want to come in, they can. We don't have to raise the money to go and buy deals because, again, this has always been our strategy. We used to run as like kind of like a family office before we started Cardone Capital where we'd have 2,500 units, 3,000 units, but it was all Grant's money. I actually was like, I want to invest with you, Grant. Jared wants to invest with you. People want to invest with you. Will you open this up? And at the beginning, he was like, well, I don't really want to deal with investors because investors are like, oh, I want to sell in two years or in three years. And I'm like, well, what if we set this up the right way where it was longer term? We had people who had real businesses, real companies who wanted to invest 500 a million plus. You know, people think uh, we raise a lot of money from like five and 10 and 25 grand. Uh, we actually 80 to 90% of our funding comes from the accredited which you know is 300, 400, 500 grand plus. And then what we do is we have the non-accredited that runs parallel with that, so we're able to achieve bigger deals and let both parties in. Because look, you and me both know, like I was in a non-accredited as a commercial airline pilot, I'm always gonna be fighting for the little guy. I always think that even though people are like, oh, well, it's more hassle and it's more questions and everything else, okay. I agree. Go on. No, I was just gonna ask if 80 of 80% from credit investors, why do we even spend time on the twenty percent? Because because Grant's audience, ninety five percent, in all of us, like literally, I was non accredited. I didn't have these investment options. The only option right. that I had was a four hundred one k, which I hated. But you know, my mentor at the time, I was twenty two. He's like, start now. So when you're sixty five years old, you can retire. And I'm like, this is I'm like, this is complete bullshit. I'm like, why would I ever want to do a 401k? I don't even know what it's invested in. Like, I literally, I have no idea what it's even invested in. So as soon as I got into real estate, I cashed it out and I was like, I can see this piece of real estate. I'm going to invest in this piece of real estate and I'm going to, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I think, I think it's great for people to uh, be more active with their investments, but also be able to see what they're investing in. Yeah. And I think also I went through this, this year, the accreditation process and like more than qualified and but I run a business and it's complicated and, and I lived in Puerto Rico and like getting actually become an accredited investor was so complicated for me I don't know why it was just such a struggle and I'm like it's not not many people who are like who are I'm sure would, yeah they're an airline pilot they make 200k a year and they they want to invest it's hard to so I think it's a great opportunity that you do offer that because not many people do because there's so much legality behind it 
but since you guys are such a big monster, you can tackle that. So I think you've really paved the way. You you and Grant Cardone have paved the way for so many people, especially the real estate influencer. I really yeah. believe like he started that. Yeah, he? I mean truly, he and <laughs> so everybody wants to be you guys. So congratulations. I mean, we've learned a lot today. This has been yeah. probably really high level for a lot of you guys, but also really really incredible to kind yeah. of get in depth about you, what you guys are building. My last question for you would be kind of aside from Grant Cardone and that company, what are what are your goals for the next five years personally? Well I think it's 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 continuing to do what I've been doing and, and, and have been building. Uh, you know, I, I always look at things, yeah, I've got five year goals and I've got two year goals and I've got one year goals. But I really know where you know the, the way to grow a company is deals. The way to grow a business is deals because everything starts with the deal and then everything backfills from there. But you know I'm always looking to take on more responsibility. I don't have like oh I want this this and I want this and I want this. I literally in the next five years I want to take on as much responsibility as I possibly can to continue and to, to continue and grow my mental, my body, my physical, but also add value back to the communities that we all share. And so, you know, yeah. like, like I'm studying every single day. I'm up in New York for this week. My birthday's uh, July 8th. And so I always, uh -huh. take, yeah, yeah. I always take two weeks out of the year to really push and, and push hard. And, 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 you know, I'm up here working deals. And so I, I say, okay, look, if I'm at, you know, we're managing 24,000. We partner with a group that has 120,000 units. Uh, if we can grow by, you know, 3,000, 4,000 units per year. Because again, my ultimate goal is to have Cardone Capital where everybody knows it. Like people know us and people know Grant, but still people don't know who we are. And you I want really... What's that? You guys want to be like a Blackstone where you're like... Well, if, 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 if we don't, somebody else is going to be. And, yeah. and, 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 I, and I believe in leadership. I believe in Grant. I believe in myself. I believe in our company because we have great ethics and values. I really think we'd be doing a disservice to people if we didn't grow it. So, so you know, in the next five years, I want to continue to grow out an amazing team. You know, we already have a great team at Cardinal Capital, but it's just going to get, keep getting bigger and better. And, um, you know, obviously the family's really important for me too. You know, I've been dating my girlfriend for uh, four years now. Uh, you know, I'm almost 40 years old. And so I'm getting to a point in my life where it's like, okay, family's important. And, you know, I've always wanted like a little football team. So I think in the next, you know, probably in the next two years, I'll start a family. And so for me, that's huge because, you know, family, family is important. Are you going to propose? Uh, I am. <laughs> wow. And, and, hey, and, they, and thanks for putting me on the spot, Jessica. Let's go, Jessica. Are you, are you guys married? Um, I have a boyfriend. We're, no, we're not married. She'll be married. Probably this year. Yeah. I, we're expecting a ring this year for her. Uh, for me, I'm literally freshly single for three weeks, so <laughs> starting fresh. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that always, that always, <laughs> that, that always, that always sucks, but at least you're, you know, you got a lot of, um, uh, greatness about you. And so, you know, it's, 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 you know, I always, I always say, you know, relationships are really important because they keep you focused, but you just got to have the right partner. You know, if you, if you have the right partner, it's, it's amazing what you can accomplish because it's like, it, it, it's literally, you know, I don't, you don't get distracted and you don't like, I honestly, I fear for, you know, these dating apps, you know, when I was single, when I was on, I was like, man, this is, this is taking a lot of time and a lot of energy. I really think it's important for anybody growing and scaling. Not only is it the mindset, but you got to have people around you who are continuing to push you. So that way, yeah. you know, the, 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 the team is strong. Like when you come home after a hard day, you're like, oh my God, I was battling this and I was battling this. I mean, you guys could imagine with all these apartments, there's always something going on. The last thing that yeah. I want to come home to is like, oh, this and this and this and this. It's like, how do I refresh, regroup? And so that way the next day I can go back and battle it again. Right. No, it really changed. I'm freshly single. So, but it's like, uh, when you're, how much time dating takes. It made me realize like how much, like when you're just like, you have this consistent person, you know, you can come home that, you know, you're going to make dinner together. You're going to go to bed. Like, that's it. Like you don't have to like, now I'm like, Oh man, I got to make plans. Like I got to go do something. I got to like go, you know, but I don't them. think that's true. I think this point in your life, like you can do so much being single, like, cause she gives so much in a relationship. So I think now that it's actually a blessing that you're single because you can give it back to yourself. And I think your husband will meet you where you're at. You don't have to go searching. You yeah. are the prize. How old so, are you? How old are you, Kinsey? How old are you? 
26. Yeah, it's great. You're still at a great, yeah. great age. There you go. I'm, yeah, almost, I'm almost 40. Yeah, I'm almost yeah. 40. So the, like 14 years is, is a big spread. You know, I've got to, you know, like, like, like family's ultra important. And I don't want to wait until I'm 50 years old to have a family. Like I want to start teaching my kids about real estate. Damn it. Yeah, you got to start teaching them. Yeah. How to fly, how to fly, how to fly and do deals. <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. <laughs> but yeah, no, I need a special person because I'm so driven that I need someone that's going to meet me, that we are going to be building an empire and they have to support me. So that's why it was like with the last relationship, it was my decision. I'm like, I need, it's not normal that we're crazy driven women and it's a different relationship. Like somebody's got to be on board for what we're like headed to. Yeah. I want that at Cardone where we're on the same page that like we're building something massive get in or get off, you know? And so I need someone that finally, cause I, a lot of times pull people up. I want a man that's pulling me up. Like, nope, we're doing this. We're doing that. So, so if you know, you know anyone, anyone. <laughs> going to take someone special, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to take someone special. Yeah, no, for sure it is. And, and Hey, let me add one more thing too. Cause you guys had mentioned it. I think with partnerships, you know, cause we're talking about partnerships. I think with partnerships, it's really important for people to understand, you know, when, when you're, when you're coming up, and um, when we got dropped off, we were talking about this. When you're coming up, you don't have to do it by yourself. And I think that, you know, when you get around the right team, you're going to realize that you never want to do it by yourself. Yeah. And life, life is more fun with other people. And people always ask me for some reason, and I think it's actually a, um, it's something with our society where, where, where people feel like, you know, you have to be the number one guy or, you know, because, look, I'm the number two guy. You know, Grant Cardone, you know, I, I run the, the shop and I do all that stuff. But if there's one guy who's going to tell me, hey, Ryan, let's do this, it's Grant Cardone. But I actually plan to be with Grant because his family's amazing. He's built an awesome organization. My, my five-year goal is, you know, hey, how do I become even more elevated to Cardone Capital? How do I take on more responsibility? Because I, I don't think that the right approach for people is – Oh, now you have to go and do your own thing. Now you have to start over and do this. How do you do this? Like, I honestly feel like if people are really in tune with the company, the organization, and the partnership, it's massive. I always said if I can join Grant's team, it's going to be so much bigger than by myself. Um, because we, whether it's a relationship where you're, you know, it's boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband and wife, or if it's a partnership, I truly believe that partnerships are really important because you are bigger, you are massive together uh, rather than by yourself. Love that. Yeah, I always say that we're partners. <laughs> wow. I, just, I, just, I just, I just hate, Kinsey. I just hate when people are like, "Oh, I'm going to go add value to this team so I can use it and start my own deal." Oh, I'm going to go and do this. It's like, it's like that's the take mentality. The take mentality is how do I take what you know to go do this. The the, the value add mentality is how do I go add value to your team, to your relationship, to your well being, so we can grow something massive together. And if it's massive enough together, there's no reason to do it by yourself. Wow. Yeah, this has been an absolute pleasure. Honestly, like one of one of my favorite podcasts we've yeah. done in a while. So really appreciate you taking the time. Stay in contact. You always have a friend in us. If you're ever in LA, we'll have to connect. And um, thank you guys for listening. We love you guys so, so much. Um, we always read your guys' DMs and messages. Reminder that our community is every single week on Mondays that we have all been meeting up and we're planning a big girls dinner soon so you guys will have to come but thank you guys so much for watching blondes building equity make sure you like subscribe and we will leave all of ryan's um links below so if you guys want to message him ask him any questions um and thank you so much ryan for coming on you guys are awesome keep doing what you're doing thanks jessica thanks kinsey <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Bye.